Welcome to It's 11, It's Heaven for Jamie Vardy, the Leicester City podcast by Leicester City fans, for Leicester City fans. Got a full house tonight, all of the lads are here and we're also joined by ex-Leicester City player Gary Coatesworth. How are you Gary? I'm fine, thanks. It's great to have you with us. We, uh, we were hoping for you last week, but Mark Zuckerberg took the internet down last week. But but what, <laughs> it, what, what are you up to these days? How's things? Well, it's, uh, not up much really, just busy at work most of the time. Playing golf. You're at Nissan, aren't you? I am, yeah. 25 years you've done there, I've read somewhere. I have, yeah. 25 years in February, uh, I think it was February. Did you get anything from him for that? I got uh, a voucher and a bottle of champagne and a couple of glasses. And and a new car? (laughs) I wish. (laughs) No gold watch anymore, Gary. Are you you from Sunderland then, or just... No, I'm from Sunderland. Yeah, you are from Sunderland, aren't you? Yeah. Are yeah you Sunderland? So Nissan's been great for Sunderland, hasn't it? Oh, it's been great, yeah, definitely. It's, uh, took over from the shipyards. Yeah. Are you a Sunderland fan? I am, I. Oh, we're going to have to talk about Newcastle a bit later on. The, the money bags, <laughs> the, the rich neighbours as they are now as well. After our manager, bastards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, played for Leicester City in the early 90s. I remember going to a game, obviously a goal that you're most famous for against Luton Town. What do you remember of that? I suppose you're probably a bit bored of talking about it. <laughs> to be honest, I don't remember. I just remember the ball going forward and getting headed back out. And luckily, I was just coming on onto it and I'd be able to strike it. Yeah, that's maybe underselling it a little bit. It was an absolute rocket from about 35 <laughs> yards, if, if I remember rightly. Probably, it was that about the second minute of that game as well? I think that was a game we were late into and just sat down and saw the, saw the ball flying towards the top corner. Well, I can't remember, actually, how long into the game it was. Yeah, you really underselling right this at the right time. <laughs> you say you can't remember, Gary. Alan Birchnell talks about his goal against Leeds. You know, for the last 50 years, he's been talking about it. And... <laughs> And yours was just as special. So you joined us in, uh, I think it was 1991, followed uh, Brian Little from Darlington. Uh, I happy, did, yeah. Happy times at Darlington. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I dropped down, uh, I went from Barnsley to Darlington. Um, and it was when they first went in the conference. Uh, Brian Little was the manager. They invited us down. Um, and as a, from day one, you got a good feeling about what he wanted to do. He was a good manager, wasn't he? Barry, you're a Villa fan, aren't you? So we're, we're joined by a couple of, of non-Leicester fans on, on this every week. And you must have fond memories of Brian Little as well, being of that era. Uh, very much so. He won, a, won the first title and not that big a part of the second title. And <laughs> the only other title I've seen in my lifetime. So, yeah, he's a legend for me. By title, you mean League Cup, don't you? League Cup, that's correct. Yeah, just, just checking that, yeah. Because we, we've actually seen... Titles being one you see, so <laughs> well, just, thought, just thought I'd check that with you. Yeah. <laughs> so some really fond memories at uh, Leicester and Gary. Uh, playing at Wembley in 94 against Derby, we've spoke to a couple of your ex-colleagues uh, on the show as we've gone through. We've had Ewan Roberts on, we've had Stevie Walsh and, and players like that. They spoke really sort of highly of the, the togetherness of that squad. Was that a special team to be part of? Oh, it was, yeah. Uh, everybody worked well together, everybody put in... Um, Put in a lot of effort. It's a, it was a good uh, good team to play in. The, the, everybody was uh, given 100%. I don't think anybody give anything less. 
we were, we were a big team, weren't we? We've discussed that with the guys before going out against Derby, who were really fancied in that final. I mean, what are you? You six one, six two yourself? Six uh, one. Yeah, yeah. you were probably one of the smaller guys in that team at the time. We uh, <laughs> probably. <laughs> We uh, we beat them the good old fashioned way, didn't we, at Wembley that day? Yeah, I think we just out fought them. Uh, like we were prepared to roll our sleeves up and fight for everything. Yeah, and we did, and we and we were in the Premier League, and that's where we spent actually most of the time since then. Gary, we'll come back and speak to you uh, again a bit later. What your views on Leicester as we go through today? But <coughs> sort of check in with the rest of the, the guys now. Steve, yeah. Steve, where are you based at the moment? You're on. I say you're not on holiday, are you? Working from? I'm working, yeah, and I'm uh, close to Aden actually. I'm in Temple Patrick near Belfast, just uh, north west of Belfast, um, at the Hilton Temple Patrick, which is a good golf hotel and uh, yeah I'll be here for two weeks basically hopefully I'll catch up with Aidan over the weekend oh dear you're going to try and ca- catch a few holes out there no I, I'm not really going to have any time and, and I didn't bring my clubs I didn't think about it All right, I should have okay. brought my clubs but uh, no I bought nothing with me so uh, yeah what What do you play off Gary you say you're a golfing man uh, 16 at the minute yeah, beat, beat that, Steve. Beat that. Uh, I think I'm off 43 or something. <laughs> <laughs> they basically just let you have a go, don't they, when you, when you go golfing? Yeah, I'm um, a value golfer. You know, I walk further and play more shots than most people. Yeah. yeah. Bring, so Aidan, you're going to mention the foot golf at this this stage, aren't you? We played a bit of foot golf on my infamous uh, stag day. I wasn't at all, but since you bring it up, yeah, I'll... I'll um... <laughs> remember my, my foot golf victory and my Jürgen Klinsmann um, diving celebration in my bare chest yeah. in the month of January. Yep. Banned from the golf course after that. Tom, you're, you're in a new abode now. I can see you've got your uh, your little office with all your little Lego figures behind you. Oh, I'm that sounded a little bit patronising, didn't it? Yes, <laughs> mate. Yeah. yeah, I am a three-minute walk away from where I used to live. Um, but yeah, all moved in. It's all going well. Good. Aaron, thanks for joining us from Southwest. How's uh, how's been a Bristol City fan at the minute? It's all right, actually. It's not too bad. Yeah, dodgy result last one, but before that, a good, good bit of form coming on. Obviously, Big Nigel is over COVID now, so he's back in the dugout on Saturday, so that'd be great as well. The question is, is COVID over Big Nigel? Well, that, that's it, isn't it? COVID ran the other way. <laughs> hey, and Barry, how are you? Yeah, I'm all right, mate. How are you? Yeah, we're all right. Yeah, we've uh, we've got all of the UK covered just about again today, haven't we? It's good to good to be here chatting to to you guys. So let's start off with Palace against Leicester, two two. Tom, have you recovered? I can see you pulling your face there a little bit. No, it's it's pretty devastating to be honest. <laughs> I just don't know where the next win's coming this season, and we haven't had many so far anyway, have we? So it's a slightly worrying time, I'd say. It's a disappointing afternoon, wasn't it? And when when confidence is low like that, Gary, as a pro, do you feel it? Does every game become that little bit bigger and you think, how are we going to turn this around? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think people in the end start to get uh, start to panic when they make mistakes and that, and they're just wondering when the next win would come. But I'm sure as soon as we get another win under the belt, they'll be on a roll again. Because um, I take it you still sort of look out for Leicester results, do you? Oh, definitely, yeah. It's one of the first ones I look for now. It's still a big part of your uh, big part of your heart is is blue. Oh yeah, it's, it's, it's to be honest, it's a, just a lovely place. Uh, I enjoyed every minute when I was down there. Do you get that very often? 
Uh, I think, no, I've been back once or twice, I think. I went to uh, watch them, I think, Wembley, when they played Middlesbrough. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think that was the last time I was down. That was double Just the reason busy. to support them. Double the uh-huh. reason to support them that day. That's <laughs> the mighty borough. So, Barry, did you watch the Leicester game against uh, against Palace? I couldn't. I was watching another game at the time, but uh, I've seen oh, the highlights. Yeah. The Villa, Villa, you were watching, wasn't it? I was watching Villa, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so you had as equally a frustrating day as, as we did that day. Yeah, pretty piss poor, unfortunately. But uh, <laughs> yeah, but I saw the highlights, and it, it, it certainly looks like Leicester got away with one for sure. Fair comment, Steve. Yeah, I think it's a fair comment. I, uh, you know, Vardy and Ian Etcher did well to take their goals. Um, and most of the game, we were under pressure. And if Palace had been a bit more clinical, they should have got the win, really. And uh, so, yeah, we kind of snatched a point, which normally you'd say it's not a bad point away at Palace, mm. especially as Vieira's got them playing uh, playing well. But we just didn't play well at all. We didn't really deserve the point. And I think that was uh, why Leicester fans are a bit knocked by it all. Uh, not that we threw away a two-goal lead, but we just really... We didn't even deserve to get a draw, I don't think. No, uh, we take it, though, from there. I know Absolutely. being 2-0 two, two yeah. up, it's always going to feel like two points lost. Aiden, it was quite a weird feeling. It didn't really feel like two points lost, did it? Uh, I know we were 2-0 up, as we said, but we were so poor throughout the whole game. Uh, do we do we just take that and move on? Absolutely, yeah. I think, you know, we're talking about being disappointed, and we are because of the performance. Um, uh, and I guess because it, it leads us to think to still question where the next win's coming from. You know, it wasn't a positive performance. It wasn't a um, a performance that inspired hope for, for the next few games. But yeah, I think most of us predicted um, a defeat for Leicester City. I think three of us predicted a 2-1 win let's, for Palace. Let, whoa, 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 let's not start talking about this prediction league. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is that because you're bottom, Mark? Is that- I'm bottom by an absolute mile at the minute. Do you know what it is? I keep I can't say that Leicester are not going to win. I've and never such a poor start... All right. Is that, are you second bottom? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> just, just checking, just checking. Uh, and Aaron, for you, I know you've been uh, you've been collecting some thoughts from some of the followers on our Facebook page. I mean, what have they been saying about the the Crystal Palace match? So let me just grab them. Um. I think there was just a a lot of frustration about actually the style of football that game. There was comments about kind of how um, City transitioned from the back with the ball. Um, Kind of er everyone's in agreement that Vardy and Ian after did have a a decent game and everyone else was kind of at fault. Um, I think one person summed it up, nice defence reliability. And that that was their comment straight out there. So... I think that kind of sums up what everyone was saying. That's probably a fair comment. We've we've got Gary's camera on now, lads, and Aiden and Tom are just checking if <laughs> Aiden and Tom are just checking if they're related to you, Gary. I think we're saying. <laughs> Aiden, any uh, any relatives in Sunderland? <laughs> Nothing to know, but you never you never know you never know. Yeah, it, <laughs> me it, and it, your it, mum went up there for a day, so. <laughs> 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 I'll, I'll move on from that. You've definitely beat me on that that little score there. You know, you, you know, at the moment with Leicester, then Aaron, I'll put this to you first. When you see comments like that coming in from the fan base, do you understand where, where the frustrations are, or do you think, come on, you know, you guys are living the dream, just chill out a bit? 
No, I, I don't. It was frustrating. I think that if you watch a team go out and look like they're putting everything onto the pitch and they're they get defeat beated or don't win by a better team, you can kind of go, do you know what? Fair enough. But when it doesn't look right, I think I've got a little stat that I've looked at. So um, for every game bar one, Leicester City have had over eighty percent um, pass completion rate. This season so far, that game they were at sixty-eight percent, and you've seen it when you watch it. They just could not string passes together. You think that that's kind of your game. So if you're not doing that, then you're in trouble, aren't you? So the frustration is just going to come straight away. And you watch that ball getting lost again and again and again. Do you think there was a conscious effort, Steve, not to play it between the back two as much as in other games? Though I didn't see them passing out quite as much, so that's going to affect that. Yeah, I think so. But, I, you know, I think, uh, I mean, Aaron said maybe it looked like they weren't trying or whatever. I'm sure Gary will comment on this. I just think it's a complete lack of confidence now. I mean, Yuri Tillemans, I've never seen him play so poorly. And even for Belgium, you know, people are just not on top of the game. It's like they've come back from long-term injuries. They're not the same player they were. They're trying to do things. Their body's not keeping up with their brain. They lose confidence. The team's not doing so well. The whole team loses confidence. And I just think it's a real confidence thing at the minute. If we manage to get a scruffy win and put a couple of results together, the confidence will come back. I mean, what do you think, Gary? You've been playing in a team. I can't believe players aren't giving their all. I just think it's a confidence thing. I think you're right. I think we uh, go back to when we played. I think we tried uh, to change around, and I think we went on a ten-game winning run or something, or unbeaten for ten games. Uh, and I think that's that was it, part of it. He just wanted. I think you just go roll your sleeves up sometimes and and get a win under your belt. It's uh, I think it's just back to basics. It is back to uh, like, basics, isn't it? Like uh, like you see, I don't think anybody out there goes out to not to try. I think it's like it's probably a bit of confidence and everything. But like I say, you just need to get back the basics and win your tackles and win your win your uh, win against uh, who you mark. Yeah, win your jewels, yeah. uh, Aaron. You know we are shopping in a different market to to some of these. I don't know, bigger clubs, aren't we? I've seen today Harry Maguire is going to be getting a 300 grand a week deal now at Manchester United. Uh, is, he, is he worth that? And, and secondly, how do you, how can we still have that same expectation that we get that from a, a couple of guys that we've paid, uh, you know, a, a fifth of what, what Man United paid for him? Yeah, that's that's tough. And I think you said about it a few podcasts ago, didn't you? Like, where do you kind of pitch yourself in that football pyramid now? And what should your expectations be? I suppose a lot of the expectations still come from actually there's some great individuals in that team that only aren't delivering what they've delivered in the past and what everyone knows they can deliver. So that that's where the expectation comes. I would agree. Yeah, but we have to talk defensively, Barry. You know, we, I think you mentioned on our uh, a couple of games ago, <coughs> Vestergaard being a bit of a challenge for us. I mean, we don't like to pick players out, but he doesn't quite seem the right fit at the moment, does he? Um. Yeah, but I think that's just because of the formation. I think he's better in a three. Like, granted, he did play in a two at Southampton, but when you see him for Denmark, he seems to be a different player. So I think that just now they should be probably making a round him because they've got such little choice at the back. Um, but I, I don't, as much as defence, you're leaking goals, it's the midfield and it's still the midfield. And there's just something not right there. 
and I, I don't know if it, like I don't know if it is confidence because if you're putting Tillemans in world class and Ndidi is world class, I don't think confidence comes into it. You just have it, and you should be controlling games, and they're not. And I don't know what I, I don't think there's a, a an answer to changing that. I, them two are what's causing the downfall because they're just not playing as they could and should. I can't even defend him this season. I spent the whole last season when he was on fire <laughs> and you were saying he was crap. <laughs> sort of defended him and, and telling you were wrong. I can't, <clears throat> I can't say anything other than that this, this season. Uh, Aidan, Johnny Evans, your fellow countryman, where are we at with him? Is he? Have you got the inside knowledge? Is he going to be back for the weekend? Um, it's not looking good, unfortunately. There was, you know, we, we've had a double header. Or we're, we're, in, we're in the middle of a double header. We played Switzerland and Geneva. Um, on how did, how did that go? Saturday evening, we were robbed, Mark, we were robbed. Um, referee sent off Jamal Lewis for a second yellow card for time-wasting in the 37th minute. I saw that. Um, <laughs> that wasn't what that we was needed. Um, and it was nil-nil at the time as well, wasn't it? It was nil-nil, <laughs> yeah. We got, we got away, luckily. We, we'd, um, they had a goal ruled out for offside after three or four minutes, um, which definitely was offside, but um, we bit of a let-off for us. And then, as I say, Jamal Lewis' first yellow card was a definite yellow, pulled the guy back, but Second one a bit harsh, um, and then they scored just uh, just before half time, and we ended up going down two 0 um, But back to back to the Johnny Evans situation, he he was never going to be involved in that game. There was there was talk and there was a hope that he would be in, involved in Sofia tomorrow evening, um, but that it's been confirmed that he won't be now, and um, he won't be involved in that much at all. Um, for the the, the, the two part reason, that, you know, we know about his long standing foot injury, which forced him off during the FA Cup final, but apparently he's he's we know he's been ill as well, and um, I think with those two things combined, um, he's not going to travel to Sofia. And maybe that's a good thing. Maybe you know, if, if the guy's been ill, um, being being able to rest up um, at at home, you know, if it is an illness, hopefully by Saturday it's gone. And I wouldn't be surprised to see him f- um, fit in because, as I say, it was potentially talked about that he would be in in the against Bulgaria tomorrow. So maybe by Saturday it'll be good to go. Yeah, yeah. We, ho- we hope so. We can't really underestimate his influence. Gary, at, at Leicester, you played alongside some uh, big characters at, at centre-back at Stevie Walsh there at the, the time. How important can players like that be to the mentality of, a, of an eleven? Oh, they're very... It's, uh, <laughs> like, you look at, like, so Walsh, uh, Stevie Waller, Walsh, he, he, he wore his heart on his sleeve and he pulled everybody along and made sure everybody worked as hard as him. And he... And, in get the points, can pull everybody through and get everybody working together. Because Johnny Evans does that for Leicester, doesn't he? Do you see that as a as a former player of how important he is to to Leicester? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I used to watch when he, he was at Sunderland as well, wasn't he? Of course, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. He was at some many years ago, uh, and you could tell then he was a class player and a good leader. Do you get down to Sunderland very often now? No, no. I, to be honest, uh, I go to watch likes uh, Darlington and that uh, yeah. up there to support them. Tom, you I went uh, to Sunderland. I went to Sunderland once, and I thought, uh, yeah, <laughs> you're, you're on about no commitment. Eh? <laughs> I felt like walking out. Tom, you remember the uh, the uh, what was the documentary Sunderland till I die? That was yeah. pretty, pretty grim watching, wasn't it? <laughs> It was, yeah, it was, especially knowing what happened. And yeah, there was a lot of, um, 
a lot of excited fans, weren't there? <laughs> <laughs> that time. Yeah, trying to fight the manager. Mm. Tom, the, the overall heartbreak at, at Palace, surely summed up by the fact that Jeff Schlupp scored the equaliser. And he looked like... <laughs> He looked like Robinho, pick Robinho. <laughs> you know what? He's he's had a few magic moments, hasn't he, since he left us? But uh, well, at <laughs> Leicester, he, he was well known for bombing down the wing and putting it in Rose Ed. So <laughs> that was that was a good shot. <laughs> yeah, it stayed in the ground. <laughs> I I can tell by your body language that I don't think you're looking forward to Saturday too much at the minute. Ah, uh, well, I'm not looking forward to the result. I'm looking forward to the day out. Um, you know, it's been a long time since I've, since I've seen you, Mark. <laughs> too long, <laughs> and, too long. Um, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll see how Ronaldo plays, see how, how Man U are getting along. Yeah, you you in that camp of you're going to go, you're going for Ronaldo. You're one of them, are you? It's embarrassing, <laughs> isn't it? But... Yeah, it is a bit. <laughs> yeah. Listen, there's only quaking, one... Ma- he's quaking when he looks at our back line. Yeah, Ronaldo, he will, yeah. Greenwood, yeah. Rashford, they're thinking... How the hell are we going to get a chance with? Do you know what really worries me, Steve, about Vestergaard? Is it's so easy to get past him yeah. uh, in terms of just a little shimmy. And you pass him, you don't yeah. see the, the top defenders getting beat on a one on one like that, do you? No, I think I might even shimmy my way past him the way he's playing <laughs> at the moment. I know hardly doubt that. It has been too easy. And for a big lad, he's not shown a lot of strength. Yeah, he's yeah. won a few balls in the air. He's not caused that many problems when we've had corners. He's won a few defensive headers, but yeah, he's been turned way too easy. There's so only one, it is worrying. There's only one man that I can go to for the actual answer to find a way through this here. Barry, level two coaching. How do we how do we get through and uh, get ourselves set for for Saturday? I think you just got to emulate a wonderful team that better than recently. Uh, <laughs> we did, uh, which your which your team suits three yeah. five two suits your guys. And they couldn't get near our midfield. That's that would be the worrying thing is we we've got three midfielders that might not be the most ta- like talently gifted, but they've got energy and abundance, and that's that's where they got shot down. They couldn't they couldn't handle it, um, and they we limited them to two chances, which was pretty incredible. At Old Trafford, um, one of which was a penalty shot. So you've got to at least score two <laughs> to get a win against Man United. Oh, Aaron. Right, Aaron, I forgot you were on. <laughs> Aaron, you, your soft spot for Man U. Uh, did you did you forget that Villa beat Man United? No, just checking, just checking. Uh, it's it is a it's a simple thing, says it. The old three five two, but all that relies on his three central defenders being fit and available and three three midfield, which is a bit of a challenge because because no Wilfred and Didi uh, for at least a month. Uh, Aiden, how do you feel about that? Um. I mean, again, we've seen some not very good performances from Ndidi, but he's still, I still feel he's our, our best option um, to, to bring that bit of sol- solidness and, and, and a base to build from. So, yeah, we're going to struggle. Um, obviously, we saw Hamza Chowdhury involved um, against Palace, but um, I, ideally, you know, you'd, you'd want Ndidi in there. How did you think Hamza did, Aidan? I think he did, all, he did okay. Yeah, uh, he did okay, you know, Relative to the rest of the team's performance, um, but I think with with Manchester United's midfield, and um, could really cause us great great trouble. You know, great trouble. We, you'd want Ndidi having a really good day against them. Um, so yeah, that, that is a worry. Uh, as Baz as saying that the midfield is a problem, and, and to lose Ndidi and, and bring Chowdhury in, who obviously hasn't you know hasn't played for a long time for us. Um, it's not not what you ideally want. 
And Steve, you touched on earlier um, the, the mentality of players that were coming back from long-term injuries. Gary, you had a few yourself and obviously had to retire at a young age. Does that affect your mentality going into a challenge when you come back? I think uh, when you've been out for so long, I think that your first challenge is uh, if you can get that out of the way, it just put your mind at rest. But, uh, I'd done my cruise shit and I thought, well, like when I went into my first challenge, that's, you, you've got doubts. But when you come out the other side, you, you just feel a lot better. Obviously, you never got to play in the, the Premier League after the, the 94 playoff final. That must, Is that something you regret still to this day or have you just learnt to, to sort of live with that? Oh, I just learned to live with that. It would have been great to do it. Yeah. Uh, playing the Premiership, but unfortunately it never happened. So <clears throat> you just get on with it. That could have been you on that 300 grand a week contract we were just talking about. <laughs> and I wouldn't have been working now. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a Good bit point. more than what Nissan pay you, Gary? Oh, just a little bit. I wouldn't take a pay cut like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Aaron, we're going to the next three games. I feel like we've been saying, oh, this next game is really important. This next game is really important. Next three over the next week, Manchester United at home, Spartak Moscow away, and then Brentford away. They're crucial games. I can see you looking to say that. This is going to be a tricky week for Leicester. Yeah, yeah, I think it is. Um, is it? Did I see there's no Fred for, for Man United? So that almost makes it uh, more of a challenging game for Leicester. But... <laughs> It's not there. Then away, yeah, away and going to to Russia. That's going to be a tasty one. And then it all depends how Brentford kind of come back after international break. They had that great buzz about them and banks. Yeah. Could that flattened a little bit? And actually, there might be an opportunity there. They but were great, weren't they? They were great yeah. against Liverpool uh, before the international break. Was it three all that game? So they were watching. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Where's the danger with that then, Steve? Where where can Brentford hurt us? Well, they still look, they still look good up front, don't they, with Tony and, and Bueno? But they they all work hard for each other. They've got a a, a system that they know how to play. Uh, they all seem to know what they're doing. They're well organised. Um, got a lot of energy. Work hard for each other and got some talent. So, um, you know, I always thought we should have probably looked at Tony, but he probably doesn't fit our style of play. Um, but yeah, there there'll be a threat looking at them that I don't think they've played a bad game yet in the Premier League and and we haven't had a good game yet so how did they get on against Villa Barry? Who? Bradford? Yeah Was it a draw? Yeah Yeah They were winning they, they, they were okay but we again um, we just fought, fought fire with fire it was just energy against energy and that, that's what that's what worries me against Leicester is they've got an abundance of it and they've got two wing backs that are quality crosses in the ball as well so yeah I think they'll put your defence under pressure before that as well, Aidan, we, we go to Moscow and that is becoming a must-win game, isn't it? Because one point from the first two group games threw, threw away another two-goal lead against Napoli. I think 2-2 is our scoreline of the season so far. That That is not going to be an easy trip. No, absolutely not. Um, just the, the distance that you're travelling as well, playing Manchester United on the Saturday and then um, back home for, for a high-energy game on, on the Sunday the 24th. Um, yeah, I think we'll find it we'll find it difficult out there. We we, we failed to perform um, in Warsaw. Um, it, there, there's none of them in the month of October um, really that are that are easy games. Maybe you could say the Carabao Cup's less important. Um, but yeah, no, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough out there. Um, we haven't looked we didn't look good in Warsaw, so 
we're going to need to improve. Um, maybe be be a bit wiser in the way we play and manage the game better. Um, just cut out any silly mistakes. Um, and yeah. Do you not think the games look more difficult on paper because of the form at the moment that we're in? I mean, that's always the case in football, and we need we need to be careful about that. You know, as football fans, we we, we can lose sight of the fact that that you know a good game, as Gary was saying, a good game, um, and the confidence builds, and and you go into something the next one with with more confidence, and it, and it flows. So just as you can lose your form and drop, confidence can drop, um, you you can gain it back again. So. Um, who knows? Uh, you know, no better place to start than against Manchester United on, on Saturday. Whenever I think the performance is as important as, as the result, um, because yeah. we need, you know, after the international break, we need something to, to have a bit of bounce back in our step. Um, and you know, would would we take a, a one goal defeat, but a, a good performance that sets us up for the the, the games to come? Maybe. You might be on your own with that one, Gary. You know when you, you know, you know when you're playing. Let's say you're playing for, for less, you feel the the confidence from the fans. I know you spoke about your own confidence as a as a footballer, but if you go into a game and feel that the fans are nervy, so for example, the the Leicester fans booed Brendan Rodgers' decision a few games ago to take off uh, Adam Lookman, Would that affect you as a player? Yeah, I th- yeah, I think so. It's, uh, when Things are not going well, and you've got the crowd on your back. It's uh, you, you're just petrified to make a mistake because uh, it'll just get worse. But I, I think for as a player uh, or a spectator, if them can see you, you give them hundred percent, and you're fighting for everything on that field. I think they'll get behind you and they'll just lift everybody. Because we spoke for for different weeks, Steve, about different clubs having fans that. Really, sort of, if you if you get them early, you can really affect the way that that they view them. Leicester becoming like one of those clubs at the minute. So we think West Ham, uh, Villa. We said at different points, Newcastle were a prime example. If you if you get at them and, and put them into a, maybe a one goal deficit, then the fans really get on their back. Yeah, well, I think we've got a lot of new fans since our Premier League triumph, and they they're only used to success, right? And we've had a lot of success in those five or six years and uh, even some of the older fans have got used to this period of success and uh, yeah they seem to be a bit fickle they seem to lose patience quickly I mean for some of them to be calling for Rogers to go I think is just ridiculous and and getting on the backs of one or two players um, yeah it's it's going to be difficult I think um, they need to get off to a good start and it's going to be a struggle if there's no Evans, no Ndidi. Who knows about Ian Nacho? Hopefully he'll be fit by the sound of it. Is he's, he's, played, he's played today. For, Has he played today? Yeah, for right. Nigeria. Yeah. So he should be He should be okay. He might be jaded after his international trips. Um, but you've got Vardy and Dakar and whatever. You know, hopefully Barnes is starting to pick up. I think the signs that Madison's starting to get a bit of confidence back since he's been dropped and he's been coming on from the bench. So... You've just got to hope that it clicks. I mean, obviously, Yuri's been a real problem. He makes us tick um, with an Ndidi mopping up around him. There's no Ndidi, and Yuri's been pretty poor this year. So you've got to hope that he gets his game together. Barry, I saw you twitch a little bit when Steve spoke about Brendan Rogers. Uh, people saying that he should be losing his job if this carries on. It is madness, isn't it? I know it's a, it's a subject you're particularly passionate about. Yeah, it's it's a bit of a disgrace, and it is. I think Steve's right. It's just it must be the sort of new new fans that are doing that because they just don't understand what he's done for the club and what he's done in other clubs and just what he brings 
two club, and it was funny you saying that he was top of the list for the Newcastle job. Like, worryingly, yeah, you could see it. You could see it happening. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you could. Aaron, I know you love a start. I think the, the start I've read this week is that if Brendan Rodgers loses his next 14 games in charge, he will still be Leicester's most successful manager with a win percentage. <laughs> yeah. that's, a, that's a great start. That is. I, I thought. I thought you'd that, that's, that says a lot, though, doesn't it? That says a lot. And and you know, I, the people who were saying for him to go, who do they want instead? Who who's going to come in and do anything better? Uh, Steve Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do. Uh, my complaint. I do have a complaint about him, though. Um, he, you know, he turned up in my part of town in North Belfast on Saturday. Um, to... He called you a dickhead. <laughs> well, he didn't call me a dickhead. No. That's the you, only Mark. one, then. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. He turned up in North Belfast to go and watch uh, the academy boys of um, my team, Crusaders' great rivals, Cliftonville. Um, so Brendan Rogers' nephew is part of the Cliftonville Academy, so he, he turned up to watch watch those boys playing. Could be his next. Could be his next job if you listen to some factions of the fan base. Yep, yep. Either Newcastle United or, or Cliftonville Academy. Yeah. Uh, Gary, what do you think to Brendan Rodgers? Well, I think he's done a great job. Uh, he's brought them a long way in a short short period of time, and the, the facilities have gotten our Leicester City's second and none. Uh, and you can't understand anybody who wouldn't want to join the club now. And uh, I think he's a good coach. It's a bit of a far, far cry from Beaver Drive back in the day, was it? <laughs> it is, I. It's, uh, it's 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 good. Like I say, it's come a long way, and it's uh, it must be great to just 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 go training at, at places like that. Yeah, that facilities, what they've got. Maybe it's too nice, Steve. Maybe that's the problem. They've got used to this luxury. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, really, I just think it's a lot to do with the injuries, players losing confidence, not getting the results, and then the players that weren't even injured losing confidence and the team losing confidence. And I think we just need to get a couple of scrappy wins and the confidence will start to come back. And we need to get some players back. I mean, Evans... Carry on, carry on. Even in the cup games, it's like instead of putting uh, put a full strength team out, let's get a few goals, get the confidence up, play knocking about well, play, pass it, work hard for every, everybody, and just take it from there. It sounds like yeah. a good plan. That's enough for Palace anyway. We've sort of dwelled on that and we've, we've gone off at different angles. Uh, Gary, we play a bit of a, a weekly quiz called Last Man Standing where the loser from the week before has to set a quiz question and the person that is last remaining at the end is the, the winner. So the loser <laughs> loser is Aidan. Loser. Um, so, yeah, we, we've waited for you to come back. So the loser could, uh, could set yeah. the quiz question. Have you got a question, dickhead? <laughs> all right, lads. All right. Sorry, Aidan. As you gentlemen will be aware, um, Leicester City Football Club are currently uh, disputing the Europa League um, competition. Europa League has existed since 2010, taking over from the UEFA Cup. And this week's last man standing requires you to name the clubs who have disputed the final of the Europa League since 2010. So you need to name me a club 
He's, dis he's disputed the final of the Europa League since the year 2010 when it was first played as the Europa League. Right. Who, who's, who's doing Aiden for plagiarism? What was the last question around the Europa League? Was that you, Aaron? No, but someone done the winners, didn't they? Oh, yeah. Someone did yeah, the winners. The winners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll see. See if you can remember then. Shall we do the losers? You want to just have the losers in? No. <laughs> Wait, who's okay. starting with? Gary, do you want to take us away? Any any of the finalists of the Europa League? What do you want? A, a finalist. Finalist, yeah. winner or runner-up since 2010? Uh, are they Napoli? Uh, Napoli's not in the list, I'm afraid. No, Gary. Sorry, you, you fall at the first hurdle. <laughs> I mean, you have to come back next week. No, you know, you don't need to do anything. <laughs> Take away Tom Clark. I'll go Valencia. Uh, Tom, you've also fallen at the first Lucky. hurdle. <laughs> <Are> you? <laughs> Guys, did you not say you've played us last week or two weeks ago? Yeah, but they've, they've all got bad memories. The... <laughs> go on, Steve Marbles. I can't even remember the question. I'm that old. No, I'll go for uh, Sevilla. Sevilla, congratulations, Sevilla winners in 2014, 2015, and 2016, as well as 2020. Mark. Atletico Madrid. Atletico Madrid winners in 2010, 2012, and 2018. Uh, Baz. Man United. Manchester United. Um, they were winners in 2017 and finalists in 2021. Tom, who do we have for Tom? Who have from? Sorry, Aaron. Beg your pardon. Yeah. You weren't yeah, on the list. Uh, Villarreal. Villarreal, winners in 2021 against Manchester United. 11-10 in the penalty shootout after a 1-1 draw after extra time. Steve. Barcelona. Steve, you're gone. Barcelona have not featured in your Europa League final since 2010. Mark. Chelsea. Chelsea, winners in 2013 and also winners in Baku in 2019. Baz. Glasgow Rangers. Glasgow Rangers uh, have not featured in the Europa League. I believe they were 2008. They played Zenit St. Petersburg. Oh, maybe. They Cup. Um, so no, you're gone, mm. Baz. Mark and Aaron remaining. Uh, in Inter Milan. <clears throat> Inter Milan runners up in 2020 against Sevilla, three but defeated three two. Mark, back to you. Arsenal. Arsenal um, losers in 2019 against Chelsea in Baku. Terrible performance that night in a four one defeat. Aaron. Mm, CSK. CSKA Moscow uh, do not feature, I'm afraid. Do you want to fire any more, Mark? You're our champion. Any other any other ones? To I, I would have would have tried Borussia Dortmund, I think. You would have been wrong, Mark. So lucky that you lucky that you uh, <laughs> ended there. Doesn't matter though, does it? Doesn't matter. Other right. other teams that weren't named Fulham 2010 finalists. Of course, yeah. Porto, Braha. Athletic Bilbao, Benfica, Dnipro, uh, Liverpool Football Club, 
Uh, Ajax Amsterdam and Olympique de Marseille. You still following Marseille? Still do a bit, yeah. Still do yeah. a bit. How, how are they getting on? They've got Cengiz uh, okay. under, haven't they, this season? Quite a controversial game earlier in the season whenever the Nice Ultras invaded the pitch. And, um, oh, yeah, yeah, I saw that. Some of the players, but yeah, I think they won the replay of that. And um, yeah, they're doing okay. Hard to compete against Paris Saint-Germain. Right, we'll move on to Manchester United on, on Saturday. Gary... Ronaldo, would you have loved to have played on the same pitch as him? Obviously, not against him, but he's some player, isn't he? Oh, he is. I it uh, would have been great to play, play on the same team as him. He's about to be unstoppable. Unreal player. At 36 years of age, he doesn't look like he's changed at all, does he, in the last sort of 15 years? Oh, he's one of the fittest uh, 36 year olds I've seen. Aidan, uh, how, how old are we this year? <laughs> I'm, uh, I turned 36 in 13 days. But. See, <laughs> <laughs> for the purpose of the podcast, <laughs> Aidan's just got his boobies out, which is yeah, uh, six yeah. pack. That'll be six pack. Yeah, sorry, that's what I meant. Yeah, that's what I meant. I read, you know, I know you've got a soft spot for United. He's settled right back in, though, isn't he? I know it's not a one-man band there, but he's uh, he's a big part of Manchester United. He's a big part of the Premier League now. Oh yeah, look for the Premier League. It's great for Man United. It's great. Um, especially the corporate and commercial side, he has settled in and he's got some goals, but they don't play as well kind of in transition with him and the team. When you look at the game that Cavani came off the bench and played, completely different. Someone who's kind of making making runs down the channels, pressing defenders. He literally is just a, a an old-fashioned goal hanger now. Don't get involved in any of the play and just stands up top and waits for someone to feed him the ball. We'll probably have a good day on Saturday, then, if that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> Barry, Messi or Ronaldo? This is out of wine, Barry. Up. Ronaldo, all day long. <laughs> that was quite reserved. You normally get quite uh, irritated by that question. No, not really. Just um, That's just a preference. Isn't it? I, it just pisses me off people who say that Messi is it and that's full stop, where they don't yeah. really take it under the qualities into account. So we're quite lucky, really, aren't we, myself and Tom, to be in that background on Saturday to, to see the great man live again. Absolutely, yeah, very jealous. Yeah, so hopefully, hopefully, I don't get COVID or something on the before because that'd be an absolute. That, that, <laughs> just show me a picture of your router. Just my. Oh, I know, I know. I think I've covered that story. Have I covered that story on here before? Yeah. Just checking. Yeah, yeah. Let's hope. Uh, let's hope none of that nonsense. But it's going to be. Uh, it's going to be a tough game, isn't it, Steve? For us on Saturday, you know, with Manchester United, that Ronaldo effect adds a bit more pressure onto Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Again, is that a game that if we start well? you can really sort of turn the screw against them. I'm not so sure anymore. I mean, they did well at coming back from behind last year, didn't they? And I think he's got them playing better. The, the trouble is, unless you're winning the league, they're not matching the fans' expectations. So there's always pressure in that job. I think we've only beat them once since we came up, which was the very first game, the 5-3, the famous 5-3. <laughs> game where Cambiasso equalised and we went on to, to win with Vardy and whatever. That... That's the only time we beat them. And what's this now? Is this our eighth well, season in the Premier League? The FA Cup. Premier League. We beat them, of course, in the FA Cup quarterfinal. Yeah, I'm talking about the league, though. In the league, we haven't beat them apart from that <laughs> initial game. You stand corrected there, Aidan. Uh, yeah, he didn't mention the league, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about a league game, Aidan. All right, Steve. Get with it. So, so, so <laughs> we're, due the, we're due them, Steve. That's what, you, that's what you're saying to me. We're due them... Uh, yeah, we are due. Uh, I can't see it at the moment, the way we're playing, but we've got to turn it on at some point. 
Um, and as Aaron said, the fact that Fred's not playing is a real disadvantage for us, I think. So, um, because he's not had some great games, has he, for United? Um, now, it's going to, I, I struggle to see us winning. Of course, I'm never going to forecast us to lose, but it's going to be a very difficult game for us. Uh, if I'm using my head, I could see us losing 2 0, 3 1, but I'm not going to go for that in my predictions. Aiden's ready to, did you, we, you know, last time when I changed them before kickoff, was that because that you didn't listen to the previous show because you weren't on it? Because yeah. I think I, I think I had the right result. I was in the previous show, wasn't I? I'm pretty sure I was there. Um, no, you'd a no, you you'd a one nil. Just checking. All right, Mark. Just checking. A, a, a little stat for you again, uh, Aaron. Jamie Vardy. We're talking thirty-year-olds. You've seen this as well. Ninety goals now since he's turned thirty in the Premier League. Uh, unbelievable! Uh, that's it's unbelievable, isn't it? That's I think I shared shared that in the chat, wasn't it? it it's just crazy, and and to think Man United's defense could be something quite different. I, I've read that Maguire and Varane might both get injured, so you never know. Big Phil Jones could be coming back in. He's been training for a while. He's he's showing no signs of letting up either, is he, Gary? You know, we speak about Ronaldo being of the physique that he's in. Vardy's completely the opposite way in terms of the way he looks after himself, but he, he's like barely human as well. He's he's going to go on for a while longer yet, hopefully. Oh, he looks very sharp, doesn't he? When you watch him play, he's quick. He's uh, got an eye for goal. Just needs to get a couple of goals under his belt and he'll be flying again. He's top scorer in the Premier League this season now with, with six from, from the first eight games. I don't if we had any penalties yet this season. Are they all from open play? I don't think he's got a penalty if we've had one. Um, so I think they're all from open play, Mark. Yeah. Are you counting his own goal as well? <laughs> no, it wasn't counting. Seven. Yeah. <laughs> I'm afraid to I'm afraid to mention this because it wasn't a league game, Steve. This wasn't a league game, but um surely surely we won the community shield with a penalty kick, no? If Vardy didn't score that. No, but it was a penalty kick. Mark said we haven't had many penalties we have in the community shield. You were sitting yeah. on the sofa next to me, Steve. That's not that's not a that's not a league game, dickhead. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't want you to fighting each other here. Um, Barry, Barry, here's it. I oh, know. Here's a big call for you for, for Saturday then. Luke Thomas or Ryan Bertrand? Um, probably, I don't know, probably Tom, Thomas. No. I, 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 think, I think Bertrand was a bit shaky the last game. And he'll probably be against Greenwood. So yeah, I'd probably put pace for pace. Yeah, you need that pace, don't you? I think that's yeah, a, a real yeah. key to that. Tom, would you expect any surprises in selection on, on Saturday? Wow, it's always a bit of a surprise at the minute. It's one of those times where I don't think we know our best 11 again. I think we're in that situation again. And it's obviously not helped with the injuries and that's kind of stemmed on to who we've had to pick in certain roles. Um, whether Madison starts or not will be a question. Uh, he, he did look better when he came on uh, last time but would you like but, him to start yeah I would like him to start against them to be honest um, I'd quite like to see Samare start as well but you know we'll see what we get yeah he's, he's not done loads so far is he Samare he, he's not but you know with with uh, Ndidi being out you've got to fill that hole somehow and I don't know who else you'd be playing there 
I guess we'll wait and see to two o'clock on on Saturday when that team news comes up. But you're right. I think it's a uh, it's a sign of a, a team in a slight bit of turmoil. Doesn't know what that even close to that eleven is going to be before kickoff. Aaron, I know you've just said there about the two centre backs being out for Man United. I keep seeing that all over social media at the minute. Man United fans having a little cry about that. And then I just think of the words Wesley Fofana and Johnny Evans. Yeah, yeah, it's a point, isn't it? I'd. United have been dodgy at the back for a while, haven't they? That's always kind of what's been pinned at them. So Maguire, love him or hate him, he he does a great job for United. Um, They've looked dodgy when he's not been there and you're looking at what are the backup options after that and they consistently make mistakes. And you just think, like you were talking about Vardy there, the the backups aren't handling Vardy ever. Um, So that's probably why the United fans you've seen have been crying about it. So back to that question around selection then. For you, does Iheanacho and Vardy have to start on Saturday? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Get get at United's defence. Ball's in behind. And look, when if Man United haven't got the ball, it, it's fair game then, isn't it? Because if Fred's not playing, Matic is probably playing, well, he's, like, he, he does a decent job, but he's slow. So if you can get pace in around United's midfield and defence, uh, you're going to cause some trouble, aren't you? Let's hope so. With that in mind, it could be quite a high-scoring game. Gary, we nearly we, we usually take uh, predictions on the show. Are you happy to give us one for Leicester v Man United on Saturday? Well, I think uh, I think it'll be one-one. Okay. Aidan's writing them down very uh, professionally. He'll probably <laughs> pro- probably change them just before kickoff. Right. Tom. Um, well, you know my feelings on it, so um, I, I'm going for a three-one Man U win. Okay. Probably the safe yeah. bet, Judas. <laughs> Judas, Barry. Uh, I'm gonna go for like a bonkers game. I think I think it'll be like three two, uh, Man United. Okay, Aaron. Three uh, one United as well. Steve. Well, as I said earlier, my head says two 0 three one United, but I'm gonna go for a bonkers three two win to Leicester City because I can't predict us to lose. And Aiden. Uh, no, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with our stick with what we've been doing this season. I'm gonna go for a two-two. I'm uh, I'm gonna go four-two Leicester. It's gonna be an epic. It's gonna oh. be a pre- Premier League classic. It's gonna be replayed over the years. The fellow that sit the fellow that sits two rows behind us, Tom, he'll be even even he'll be happy on Saturday. <laughs> Surely not. Jeez. <laughs> and you're he, right. Nacho, he looks different gravy, doesn't he? I mean, the way he's holding up the ball, the way he's running with it. You know, he looks class at the minute. So let's hope they do play Vardy and Ianacho because best form of form. best form of defense is attack. Yeah, absolutely. It's a last five few minutes. Three. Last five time. three. <laughs> bring that little bring that little Argentinian back on, Cambiasse. <laughs> what a day that was. Be- before we wrap up tonight, last few minutes, I just want to talk about other stuff that's that's going on around football. So start with the the, Sun- the Sunderland takeover. We wish the uh, the Newcastle United takeover, Gary. What's your thoughts on that? Well, it's good for the it's good for the club. They're a big club, uh, but it all depends who the who they get in, who the manager is, to what it can bring in. It's yeah. You, you still need to try and fetch big names in, which they they've been linked with. But I think they'll struggle still to get Gary, names. I think they should give two hundred million to Steve Bruce then, Gary. <laughs> we'll spend 100 million on uh, Elmo under the, circumstance, <laughs> under the circumstances what he's had to work with he hasn't done bad no, uh, no he hasn't. 
he hasn't done that. But under the circumstances, the amount of money he's kept them in the Premier League, and that's all they've wanted. That's all Mike Ashley's wanted. Yeah, Barry, I know you're a big fan of Newcastle United. No. Uh, do do you see them becoming a a powerhouse because the assumption sometimes is the money comes in and that's it the the team overnight goes to goes to instant success and it's not the case is it if you look at like Aston Villa no I'm joking if you look at some of the other clubs that have had that uh, instant sort of financial gain it doesn't always quite work out like that no I I think um, no I don't and and they got financial fair play as well and they can't be spending all this money in a short period of time and not taking money in. Um, and realistically, who you've, you're going to have to question the calibre of player that's going to go to Newcastle just for the high wage. I think I think I could see them, like, actually, it, it could ruin them. I, I could see, because this guy's a multi-billionaire, they'll get bored. He's just going to fire managers left, right and centre. I just don't see it. It's not going to be like Man City. I just don't believe there'll be the right structure um, the right, the right type of manager is going to come and get the right type of player. I just, I just don't see it. I just don't see it happening. They've spoke uh, around sort of building slowly, haven't they? So some of the players they've been linked with already are more the Tarkovskis and, uh, and and Yuri Tillemans and players like that. That actually it wouldn't be the most ridiculous transfers to come off. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, maybe. But like the, the team is kind of shit. No, but it, but it is. They've got a couple of players. They just. Like they've got Hendrix in their team, like they they just play a style that like that is basically lump the ball up, hope that St. Maximum gets it, and then see what happens. That that is it because that's what we were with Bruce. That's he's his, a great player, a isn't he? St. So, so Maximum. He's yeah. a player they, they can build They're probably big Scotland though, wouldn't they, Barry? I don't think so. He, I don't think so. Did you see the end of the night? <laughs> um, no, I I just I don't. Um, and they've essentially got one transfer window to do it because yeah. they are crap. They are down there. So uh, I think the new owner should come in and go like, see later, Bruce, bring in Allardyce or something silly like that. Get them, <laughs> get, no, but keep, keep them up and then get your whoever you want in the summertime. You can Brendan. do it. You can drop them. You're Brendan Rodgers. Well, you, unfortunately, yeah. If they stay up, that's... That do, that, do you see that as a possibility? A, yeah, I do. I could see that as a work in progress that he could get his tea stuff into, unfortunately. Whether Aiden, he would do it, I don't know. Aidan, what's your thoughts on that? Uh... I guess watch this space. I hope not. Um, but yeah, I mean, Glasgow Celtic fans will, will say that, you know, whenever there was something more interesting than, than winning the 10 in a row with them, that he that he left pretty pretty quickly. So um, yeah, I hope Let's not. See. But will, will it get to the point that he, that he feels that he's taken Leicester City as far as he can? The thing is, uh, some guys from Belfast have got no loyalty, have they? One week they're on a podcast and the next week they're doing virtual tours of Prague. Mentioning no names, Aidan. <laughs> Thanks. Hey, Kurt. How, <laughs> stop it. Stop that was it. a long time ago, all right. Yeah, yeah. That was something to get dumped over, that was, wasn't it? To, to leaving us off for a virtual tour. Aidan uh, knows I love him, really. Aaron, fi- final point on this, David, to, to you. We speak about, um, you know, all this money coming in. There's been quite a lot of outrage from owners of other uh, clubs that are multi-billionaires. That sort of reeks of... Uh, Hypocrisy, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, look, how many clubs in the Premier League are actually owned by billionaires in some way, shape or form anyway? The, the Premier League's littered with them. It's just because the amount of money this consortium has that everyone's kind of shitting their pants about it. Um, I Just on a side note, I think the best story 
uh, kind of side story from this. Mike Ashley maybe buying Derby. I want to be in that room when Mike Ashley and Wayne Rooney are having a bust up about something. Because <laughs> that will be quality. That's the story from this. That was my final piece tonight as well. Derby County, Tom, in administration, bottom of the championship. Uh, it, rivalry aside, it's quite sad to see a club so close to the edge there. Bit of a shambles, really, isn't it? Um, you know, they've, they've but, had some decent players and they've got a good ground. So... It puts it into perspective, though, doesn't it? We talk about hundreds of millions here and there. These are, are real fans, are real people that are on the verge of losing their, their club. Yeah, you won't be happy if it was if it was us going that way, would you? <laughs> well, we've been there, Tom, haven't we? Yeah, we, got, we nearly we were. Close. Yeah. Yeah. Steve, you, you, I know you're a lifelong fan, uh, quite a few years, not, not going to say how many, but you wouldn't want Derby not to be there. No, I wouldn't. And, you know, we've been through some tough times. We went through administration uh, until Gary Lineker and Heskey and a few others stuck their hands in their pockets. It looked very much like we could go out of business. And we didn't even have to deal with points deductions back then. Um, so very sad. And I hate Derby, obviously, but um, <laughs> you, wouldn't, you wouldn't wish that and you wouldn't wish Mike Ashley on anyone. So, um, you know, let's hope that they pull through. We the Football League could do without losing a club like Derby County. Yeah. Apparently it is quite quite close as well. There's so much debt there at the minute. I think Arsenal have done them a, a massive favour by uh, deferring one of the, the fees that they had for one of the players. Um, but it is very real. You wonder if, is this the tip of the iceberg? Is there many more clubs that, that could go this way? Barry, th- that gap's getting bigger, isn't it, from the top to the bottom of the Football League pyramid? It's a wee bit, unfortunately, um, but it's just it's just the lure of the league. Um, I don't know if we'll get to the, the sort of state like Germany is in, and, and as in sort of the, the bigger powers are um, Spain, but um, but I, I think like well, actually, like Aaron said, I think there's going to be just more billionaires. That's just going to happen. I don't think it's going to be. It'll be harder for teams to come up, um, and then you've got teams like Norwich who. Come up and go down and go down. That's probably how it's going to be forever now. It's just greed is going to put you into that. So the teams that are kind of cemented in the Premier League, it'll it'll be greed that put them into that lower regions and spending without their means. Just finally on, on Norwich, Jamie O'Hara on, on Talksport was saying around that they're a pointless club to have in the Premier League and there should be 18 clubs instead of 20. Is that is that true or is that unfair? He's a bellend. Yeah, that's totally untrue. 20, 20 teams is brilliant. Why I don't, I don't for for somebody who's pretty bang average, he's got quite a cheat to say something like that. Yeah, I, I thought that was a comment that someone made was if there wasn't teams like Norwich, someone like him wouldn't have had a wouldn't have had a career. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, listen, I think I think we're about at the end of the show tonight. Gary, thanks so much for coming on to to join us. It's been a it's been a pleasure to have you. Um, what, what's coming What's coming up for you soon? At, I mean, 25 years at Nissan, surely you don't want to do too, too many more there. No, I've got uh, officially, I'm retiring another two years. So that's what I'm looking at. And then plenty of golf on the back of that. Plenty of golf and just uh, spend more time with the grandkids. Yeah, absolutely. You keep, they'll keep you busy for sure. Um, in terms of oh, your... your... In terms of your memories of, of Leicester and, and the fans, uh, obviously you spoke about it still being a, a special place in your heart. Have you got any message to the Blue Army that might be listening? I think they've just got to get uh, behind the team at the weekend and give them all the support they need, not to uh, criticise anybody. I think with the crowd behind them, 
you can get an extra couple of points during that game. I think so as well. Well, thanks so much. Will you join us again maybe some point later in the season or, or early next season? Yeah, no bother. Your face froze for a second there. I thought, I thought you were going to say no. I thought we were... <laughs> We had Pontus Camargue on last season. He told me to to go away. And <laughs> he, he, he was only joking. Uh, Aidan, for you at the weekends, where are you following the Crusaders? Uh, we're, we're away to Carrick Rangers. Um, so one of the lower teams in the league, but who have had a good start, um, although they got beat um, 4-0 at the home of the Champions Linfield on Saturday. So um, hopefully we can we can continue our, our pretty good start to the season. But a couple of uh, 1-0 wins recently. Um, yeah, getting over the line, getting the three points. Same as we would be happy with at the King Power. 1-0 sure. win would do us nicely. And you're over at the King Power in two weeks as well for the Arsenal game. So we're looking forward to seeing you then, all jokes aside. Uh, are you excited for that one? I'm very excited, yeah. Going to seeing, seeing your mum again. Back down to... Stop, the, can you stop talking about my mum? <laughs> to the game. Maybe, maybe get one of those hot dogs that Tom um, was modelling. So, yeah. <laughs> What's not to enjoy? <laughs> Tom modeling a hot dog. How's the house move now? You're happy that you you you, were, uh, you moved in properly and you're just excited for the game this weekend. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to getting out of the house. To be honest, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Barry, who have Villa got this weekend? We have got uh, Wolves this weekend. Oh, I hope you meet them. Um, yeah, well, I think if we don't. It looks like we don't have our keeper, so we'll see. Um, but I think we'll probably just is, beat them. Is Martinez not allowed to play because he's been? I, I think it, I think it's something to do with isolating. He will yeah. be free of it by the time he gets back. So. Yeah, and, and and Aberdeen, how are they getting on? Rubbish. Yeah, absolutely terrible. Uh, they've got Dundee, so it should be back to winning ways in the weekend. Local derby, kind of a local derby. Yeah. Steve, you're heading over to see Aiden at some point. Do you think you'll catch the match on Saturday on some sort of uh, very yeah, legal streaming? Yeah yeah, 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 absolutely. I'll watch it some legal way on my iPad or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Steve sure. I mean, you're not coming to watch the Crusaders with me, Steve, no? Oh, you see, you could have done that. You could have took him out for the day. Yeah, you could have done. Well, he's yet to tell me what we're doing. He said, oh, leave it with me, which probably means Aidan will call me about three o'clock on Saturday to say, sorry, I haven't arranged anything and I'm going down the Crusaders and I'm doing yeah, this. Yeah, that's about right. right. I won't forget yeah. about yeah. you, Steve. Dick and, and, and Aaron, final one to finish on. Leicester City B, Bristol City. Where are they at this weekend? Uh, we got Bournemouth at home. So not not, over, not overly optimistic about that one. You going? No, I'm working Saturday. So working. And Arabella's been enjoying her uh, her trips down to Ashton Gate. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, she keeps asking me. She asked me actually before she went to bed today. We go to the football this weekend. So I, I've got. She's got the bug. I'm winning. Yeah. That's great. Well done on that. Listen, guys, thanks so much for all of your time this evening. That's been another episode of It's Eleven. It's Seven for Jamie Vardy, and we'll join you again next week. Bye-bye.